All right, love. Just to uh, just to check in before you go, you're aware everything in the podcast that you're about to hear is completely improvised. You're aware the film titles and directors' names are kept completely secret from the guests and team until the moment we hit record. You know that they're about to work together to create a film that will undoubtedly be a box office smash hit. Also, we're not liable for any breaks, strains, sprains, or breakdowns. Great. Sign there, and then step on into this week's episode of the Improvised Movie Director Podcast. Thank you. anticipation of it. Well, in my experience, anticipation might be high, but a bang can often be a whimper. Today's director arrived on the cinema scene with an explosive charm, whiz-bang ideas, and a penchant for daring that I've not seen for a long time. I'm Martina Minow, and I'm joined today by Ian Clump, director of Lost in Space Jam. Welcome, Ian. Oh, hello, Martina. It's uh, really, really... uh... Wonderful to be here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure, Mr. Clamp. Might I call you Ian? Oh, please, uh, please do. I'd love that more than anything. Oh, well, you are very easy to please, Ian. So, Lost in Space Jam. What a hit. Tell us, what's it all about? Well, really, it's a a story I've been wanting to tell for a very, very long time. I think, really, all my work has been leading up to this. There's elements of this in everything I've ever done. But uh, Lost in Space Jam, really, it's about family, obviously, staying together, you know, they're, they're divided at the start, but they really have to come together and uh, overcome adversity and all of that sort of uh, family dynamics. Mm, yes, they can be tricky, those family dynamics. Absolutely. I haven't seen my family since 1994. I remember it was just before the Spice Girls came out. No. So family, staying together, strong motif. Talk us through that family unit, the one that we see right in the opening sequence. Who's there? Well, so obviously you've got uh, Bugs Bunny as like the head of the family mm. and uh, Babs, his uh, very loyal wife. And then um, y- you've got the, um, the pilot who, who drives this ship for them is obviously uh Daffy Duck and uh you know he's like he starts as an outsider but really gets brought into the family as the the film progresses and really becomes part mm. of the unit but at the beginning you know he's he the rest are a family but there's Daffy who's just like the outsider pilot and of course um Bugs and Babs have their mm. three children uh, who are each, uh, you know, they, they form a vital part of the crew on this exploratory mission into space. Absolutely. 
it's really interesting. Those three children all got very distinct personalities and accents. Uh, remarkable, given they were both r- raised by bunnies. Absolutely. Let's cut to that opening sequence inside the spaceship. We've got Daffy as that slight outsider, but otherwise a very strong, warm opening sequence. Here we go. Yep. Babs? Yeah. You're from New York as well. Yeah, sure, Bugs, you know this. We've been married 30 years. And I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you too. And what's the space date? The space date? Three. Of course. Three of space today, sweetheart. It's almost our anniversary. Well, sure, I remember that. That's why I got you this carrot in foil. (gasps) Oh, sweetheart, you didn't have to. Well, it turns out I got you a pretty similar anniversary present. It's a map to a star system where I believe the first carrot ever was invented and discovered and grown. All three of them happened on the same remote planet. But unfortunately, uh, it's going to take us a while to get there. So we should maybe, um, maybe we should talk to Daffy about that. Talk to me about what? What kind of stuff would you be talking about to me? All I ever do is drive this ship and I get no fans for it. There's rabbit pellets all over the bridge and I can barely pilot anything. You've given me a small hat and you've all got large hats. Even the kids. Yeah, we got big hats, Mr. Duck. But you know what we don't but? The ability to taste nice with some Sauce. You're insufferable space swindling little small people. Yeah, go eat some bread about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Benjamin Bunny, don't you dare talk to Daffy in that manner. You go to your pod. Oh, all right, I'll go. <laughs> he got sent to his pod. No, no. Bobulous bunny, don't you dare rub it in your brother's face, okay? You are this close to being sent to your pod too, young man. Okay. Well, at least you're easy to control. And hey, where's Bemima? I'm up here, mother. I thought I would lick a space rock. Get down from there. Oh, Bemima. You're always so inquisitive, and yet you never take care with your personal safety. Bugs, talk to your daughter. Yep, you get down from there, Bemina. I know you've gone through your Jane Austen phase, but that's no excuse for acting up. Oh, goodness gracious me. My mother and father simply don't understand me. You can find me at the lake. By the lake, I mean the pod next to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, you don't think we're too harsh on these kids, do you? Yep, no. Besides, they can all take out their aggression on Daffy. That's what we brought him for. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Daffy, you know you're never going to amount to much as a pilot, but here, here's a map that I got for my dear beloved husband, Bugs, for his birthday. You think you can find that big X I drew? I'll clear up the pellets, I swear. You are insufferable. Oh, my goodness. You know, opening sequences are so hard to get right, but I feel that was pure perfection, Ian. No, thank you, Martina. That's that's really nice to hear. Thank you. No, wonderful. And really enjoyed seeing that dynamic between Bugs and Babs. They, they've been married a long time. They're going to celebrate their anniversary. It's the third of space. Brilliant. We've got this map. 
What a wonderful, thoughtful gift from Babs. Can't help feeling she's been shortchanged somewhat. He's given her a carrot wrapped in foil. I could get that in Waitrose, for goodness sake. Uh, but it's not just the carrot, uh, Martina. It's what uh, what Bugs does with the carrot, what he what it represents that he really brings to their relationship. You know, it's mm. he's a really thoughtful bunny. Really, is our uh, is our Bugs. Okay, okay. So if a man gives me a carrot, really, he's saying what he has deep emotional connection to me. Absolutely, it represents uh, all the, the the things he really wants to to give you, you know, and his uh, from his soul, Martina. Wonderful. Well, you have educated me already, and um, any gentleman out there, I'm open to your carrots. Do get in touch at IMDP. And we've got the three little bunnies. We've got Benjamin, Bobulus and Bemima. My goodness, they're wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And what naming conventions? How very imaginative. Well, you know, in the bunny bunny world, everybody begins with a B, and yeah. it's a real it's a real tradition in the in the bunny family. Absolutely, you know. and and for me, that juxtaposition of the bees and the bunnies, and then poor old Daffy Duck—he's just those two letters away, isn't he? And now what? He's been given a map, told to follow it. Well, don't think that's going to happen, do you? Well, you know, the thing is that Daffy, you know, they, they'd look down on him really because he's, you know, not part of the family and he's not a, a, a bunny. But Daffy really is one of the best pilots in the in the galaxy, really. And mm. uh, so, you know, he takes that map and he pilots their ship right across uh, space Um and it's not his fault that they get lost. It's definitely not. Even though they may well blame him initially, it's not his fault that they get lost and, and stranded. You know, it's just uh, an accidental, you know, miscalculation as they as they hit the uh, the edge of the galaxy. Yes, and it all gets a little bit hairy, doesn't it? Yeah. Quite traumatic, this next sequence, because... They they get into a touch of bother. There's a lot of blame going around, and everything's a little topsy turvy. And um, well, we hear some rather amusing expletives that have to be sensitised for little bunny ears. Here we go. So it's two thousand million space miles that we have to go to get this carrot. Too bad I'm a duck, and it's been proven that I can't count beyond three. I have one, two, and then more than two. So counting that many is going to be a problem. Oh well, here we go. Are you sure this is the way we're supposed to be going? We've been sailing through space for weeks and weeks. The kids are starving. Yeah, I'm incredibly hungry. 
I haven't had any nutrition for days. You see, poor Benjamin is barely able to get up his baritone. See, Daffy, you, this is one thing you gotta realize. If you're commissioned by a family of rabbits, you better step the fuck up. Well, listen to me, you big-eared bastards. I'm gonna tell you what you should do. You should take your carrots and shove them where the sun don't shine. I'm a duck. I'm top of the park food chain. People are all excited to see me. They give me whole meal. What have I been getting with you? Nothing but goddamn crusts. Kids, you don't need to hear this. Daffy, you're only favored in the parks because you're a little slut. You go over to all of those people and you put yourself about fluttering your wings, nibbling your breast. Don't think we don't see it. We bunnies, we have some class at least. We hide in our holes and we only pop out when we think it's safe to do so. Well, I don't think you've taken any consideration of what's safe or indeed, looking at you, what's fashionable. You only pop out when it's safe to do so. That's what a prostitute does. What? I might be a whore on water, but at least I'm putting on a good show. Whereas you guys, you think you're so cute with your fluffy little tails. Well, guess what? Ducks have fluffy little tails too. And guess what? People think ducklings are cute. Just because I'm not blessed with long ears doesn't mean I can't make myself something. You bitch. Not talking to you anymore, Daffy. That was real hurtful. Come on, Benjamin. Come on, Bobulus. Come on, Bemima. We're not spending any more days in this guy's cockpit. What's a fluffy whore, Mama? I'll tell you when you're older, Benjamin. I'll tell you when you're older. My, my, my. Spitting feathers over there. My goodness. Ian, the script. Very powerful. Yeah, well, uh, we had a really, really good screenwriter working with us um, on this project. You know, I've been wanting to work with him for a long, long time, and it was great that we finally got to uh, collaborate on this, yeah. Yeah, who was it out of interest? Yeah, his name was... Um, it's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Spoonfelt. He's, <gasps> he's really, uh, you know, he's a really talented talented uh, writer. Yes, I know Jimmy Spoonfelt wrote me a Valentine's card in 1992. Wonderful. Oh. Didn't rhyme. It was a haiku. He was always very progressive. Amazing. I bet you could probably publish that. You know, he's, he's probably worth yeah. like a fortune now, that kind of thing. He's a wonder, and, and I did I did wonder actually that that scene there where we see kind of Babs and and Bugs uh, and and Daffy in that tension. Have you had these kind of artistic differences yourself, Ian, with people you've worked with? Well, you know the uh, you know the film set is very uh, it's a very tense place. Uh, you know it can get very heated. There's a lot, you know, with a lot of artistic people all in one place. Everybody gets very passionate about their work, and I'm always very passionate about my work. And um, it can get a little, a little feisty sometimes. You know, the DP on this project and I, we often like bumped heads about, um, you know, 
how to light the situation, how to light the cockpit. And, you know, he kept saying, but there's no there's no light coming in from space because, you know, we're not near the sun or anything. So why are we having all this light coming through? And I just had to keep telling him, look, I've told you what I want. I want you to bloody well do it, you know. Yes, yes. And it is difficult, isn't it? Balancing accuracy with with it with intent and with artistic direction but at the end of the day we've never had bunnies in space and that's not stopped us has it so that's it we wanted you know as much realism as we could but at the end of the day it is it is a a fantasy movie Mm. and uh, you know i think a lot of people appreciate that they don't come to to this kind of film expecting an ultimate reality you know absolutely and whilst the characters and the setting, maybe they're not real or, or realistic, I did feel like that dynamic, you know, it rang true for me, that idea of being on the outside. And there was a really moving moment where we see Daffy Duck, he's getting into an escape pod by himself, having a moment, and I think it might be one of the most emotional monologues I've ever seen. Yeah, this is where Daffy really, uh, you know, comes into his own and uh, it's like the pivotal moment for him uh, uh, before he gets truly accepted into the family, really. Yes, yes, and and I just wondered if, if you had experienced that type of loneliness or outsideness in your own life. Um, no, not really, you know, I'm really a very uh, joyous person, I have a lot of lovely people around me, you know, I, I don't really have that, but the, the screenwriter, as I say, you know, he's mm. um, he's a right moany bastard yes. uh, a lot of the time, and I guess it really came from deep within his uh, his heart there. Yes, I, I felt it at the time. One of the reasons we didn't work out is I felt he was a right moany bastard and I've got no time for that shit. Talented, but, you know, at the yes. end of the day. Yes, I felt the same way about Bob Dylan. We never worked out either. Mm. Really, rather moany. Well, look, Ian, I'm glad that the Clumps are a happy, happy household and I'm pleased to hear it. Let's cut to that sequence now with Daffy. He's getting into that escape pod. It's all rather emotional. Here we go. Don't try and stop me. I am going away by myself. You can pilot your own damn ship. And I'm not taking any of the kids, as was arranged in the contract. All right. You go your way, Daffy, and I'll go mine. With my children and my husband at my side, there's nothing that you and your toxic presence can do. Get out of here! But mind your feet, I'm going to slam the... I'm going to slam the escape pod! Daffy, you have a good time on your way out there in space. Oh, sorry, sweetheart. I already closed the door. That was a rhetorical, you know. Oh, all right, sweetheart. Let's go. Well, here I am, alone in space. It's not easy having a family shoved in your face when you don't have one of your own. And if I look out, it's like the planets are my family. In fact, I've I've shoved in another haiku just about this very moment. 
Saturn is my sun. Jupiter is my moon shine. And galaxy glides. That's how I feel about this situation. Well, Daffy, it looks like you're on your own. But maybe, just maybe, you can pilot your way using that map that you stole from them. The fools, they never even checked if I had it. Do you know what, Ian? That haiku is almost word for word what Jimmy wrote in my Valentine's card. Although it was a little cruder, kept going on about Milky Way and Uranus. Anyway, it's wonderful to see it's made it into the script. Yeah, like I said, you know, he is... Uh... He's very talented. Um, I guess um, you can repurpose anything into into a script about uh, you know space bunnies. That's pretty pretty good. Absolutely. So so we see Daffy. He's gone. I really felt for Daffy. I know he can be a little grumpy, but he's a good duck. Absolutely. Uh, you know he really. Uh, they don't really realise, but. You know, he does uh, gel the unit together. You know, they they struggle without him. Yes. You know, partly because none of the others can actually pilot a ship, and now they're they're sort of stranded, really. But you know, yes. uh, emotionally, he he holds them together as well, and they don't appreciate that until he's gone. Absolutely, and and they're the the bunny family. They're alone on the on the ship, and lo, what is this? incoming meteor shower. Normally, Daffy navigates it like a pro, but the bunnies, they don't know what they're doing. They are in what we, in the world of cinema, class as extreme peril. That's right. Let's cut to that now. And, and listeners, you might find this very distressing. I certainly did. Meteors, they're hitting the dang space shovel. Yep, looks like we're in a pot of trouble. We might need a dock. Oh, well, unfortunately, you know I dropped out of my PhD and I'm very sensitive about it. Don't worry, Mama. I'm steering the ship, even though I'm not as tall as the steering wheel. That's all right. I'm sat on Benjamin's shoulders and I'm, whoa, what's that extremely fast? A chunk of space rock. It's heading to puncture the witch. Ah! My eyes and brain! No! The Mima, no! The Mima! No, Benjamin! Benjamin! You gotta do something! The air! We need some way to plug that tiny crack! Wait a minute! My carrot in foil! Oh, incredible! Oh, look at our kids freezing to death out there. Is there nothing we can do? Nope, nothing we can do. But don't worry, we'll breed like rabbits. Okay, I guess we still got Bobulus, right? Right? Yes, I'm here. Oh my goodness. You know, when I went to see this, I did not think I'd see Bemima get shafted through the head or, or Bubulus sucked off. I didn't think any of those things would happen. Uh, uh, it quite took me by surprise. 
Yeah, we really, we really wanted like quite a, a big emotional impact in that, you know, beginning of the of the third act where, yes. um, you know, people are invested in the, uh, you know, in the characters, and then boom, you 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 take some of them away. It really, uh, especially when it's the children, it really, uh, really impacts the uh, the the story. Cruel reminder that nothing is ever guaranteed and life can be a cruel mistress. Absolutely, absolutely. And meanwhile, talk us through where Daffy is in his character arc. Well, yeah, so, you know, Daffy, he goes on, he's using the map that he stole and he uh, heads towards the um, the fabled planet uh, where the carrot is, uh, you know, was, was first created. And... Um, he actually uh, meets there uh, this um, sort of mad scientist uh, character played by Elmer Fudd, mm. and um, he created the the carrot, and uh, and he has a, a a sort of large robot that he's also created as well, and um, they then eventually the three of them do come back and rejoin with um, with Bugs and Babs, and uh, you know. They they repopulated the uh, the rabbit children. You know they're trying to repopulate the the spaceship and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's quite an interesting moment where Daffy meets um, the mad scientist character played by Elmer Fudd, um, Doctor Von Winkle, uh, as he's named in the film. So let, let's cut to that sequence now, and it's Daffy Duck with Elmer Fudd and this very large robot. And they're talking about the origins of the carrot. Lovely, yeah, great. This is great, yeah. I, I absolutely believe it will be. Here we go. Be very quiet. I'm hunting cowards. Very well, Master. Would you like me to initiate the carrot hunting program? Oh, that'd be perfect. Bing, bing, bing! There are eight carrots within your location. Please look under your left shoe. Wow, what a surprise! A carrot just where I was standing. I'm so glad to improve your life, Master. It's just a shame we can't have a relationship. Yes. As you know, I'm gay. But I'm um, sharing your interest. I'm flattered. Master, there seems to be an unidentified duck heading our way. What? Like some kind of aquatic sex worker. If I had to describe him. That's right, it's me, and I've put on my finest whore gear for the park. Master, it seems we have company. I should put on some tea. Please, greet our new friend. What have you come around here looking like an absolute tide for? Well, I just came in order to find myself some carrots. I've been put upon all my life. I was only an aquatic sex worker because I never had any other choices, you see. What's a duck like me to do? There was no opportunities. All the bunnies kept on getting the good food. It's terrible. After all, I love hunting rabbits. What? 
You love hunting rabbits? That sounds like a good career change for me. Yeah, you could shoot him with this photon ray given to me by Marvin the Martian. Yes, I gave him the photon ray so he could destroy the bunnies. What? A photon ray? Let me have a go on that. Yes, you see it can discombobulate people. I am discombobulated. What? Is that Roadrunner? Meep meep. I'm gonna get him now and leave. Meep 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 meep. Okay, that's enough of that for now. Um, Can I just say, Master, that was very impressive. Every day I'm glad you created me with your giant brain. Oh, that's alright. It's really good. It went better than I expected as well. My goodness, what an array, what a lineup! Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. It was so great to, to finally get them all in there together. That was my favourite sequence of the film, really. You know, the, they then band together to go back and hunt the rabbits. It's, uh, oh, it's, yeah, it's joyous towards the end there. That's really great. Yes, Daffy's finally found his tribe. Unexpected, diverse, interesting. And they accept him without without question. So off they go with their photon ray from the Martian. Um, obviously, Daffy, pilot extraordinaire, doesn't take him too long to find the bunnies. And there's a rather tense standoff. And we're left with the question, which way are Daffy's loyalties going to land? That's right. Shall we cut to? Oh, please do, please do. Here we go. Here's the rather remarkable standoff sequence on board the ship. Daffy, you don't want to do this, please. Our family's been through enough. Oh, but I do. And you'll never guess on my journey in my escape pod, I managed to pick up two weary space travelers. What? It's me, Mother. And me. And I'm wearing a beak now because I'm a duck. Same. I'm very happy with it. I've combed my ears back and now I can swim. <gasps> no. Uh, Benjamin, Bobima, what's he done to you? I've only done what you did to me. Tried to make me conform to your bunny ways. How does it feel when the bill's on the other foot? I, I guess it feels pretty bad. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were non-bunnery. I should have been more sensitive to that, I guess. Uh, but Daffy, there's, there's no reason to shoot us with a photon ray, I gotta say. I feel like this is a... Could we not come to some agreement? I should never have said what I said. I'm sorry. I just, well, I wanted to make this the best anniversary for my husband ever. And, and now, well, I guess, I guess it's going to be our last. You've got to be very careful. This is the voice of Elba Fudd in your head. You've got to be very careful not to be tweaked by the bunnies. That's right. I've got to be very careful not to be tweaked by the bunnies. Yep. Daffy, I'm your old pal, Bugs. I mean, surely, after all the good turns I've done you, all the times we've tricked this character, we can't be, uh, parting ways now. That's right. I've, I've got good and bad things in my past. You've got to be very careful about this, Daffy. Very careful. Please, Daffy, you just gotta let us go. 
Come on, I know we didn't treat you right. We're gonna treat you right in future. Just give us that one chance. We swear we would never lie to you. Very well. I'll let fate and the scriptwriter decide. I will choose what to do based on how good your haiku is. Oh boy. Daffy, my old friend. I miss you piloting here. That here was one syllable, even though my accent makes it sound like two, just to clarify. Come home, come home, duck. Well, it started incredibly poorly, but those last two lines have really moved me. Did I go over? No. It's a real simple counting system, but I can't do it. I've only got three fingers. I'm a rabbit. That's why I'll let you off. Kids. And it's so early in the morning. You made us get up so early in the morning. You got another commitment. And it's before noon. I can't count things before noon, Daffy. You know that about me. It's fine. Don't worry. Kids, you can take those uncomfortable bills and uh, webbed feet off. I want you to go back to your parents. Oh, good. Yes, thank goodness. It does feel nicer at the end of the day to be a rabbit, though now I feel like having briefly appropriated the mechanics of your uh, culture, I guess I have a better understanding of, of, that, of that culture. That, that, that means a lot to me. And after all, I've enjoyed your culture and I've learned many things, like how delicious carrot cake is. Well, it's convenient you say that, because I've got another carrot cake cooking right here. And I can slice it into six perfectly for every member of our family. Oh, those crafty rabbits. I'll be back to get you. Yes, and so will I, even though I don't really have a stake in this game being a Martian and all. Shut up, Marvin. Daffy, let me use the, uh, the windscreen wipers to get these two off of there. Now, anyone for carrot cake? Me. Oh, Bobulus. Of course. And just like that, with a little come home, come home duck, Daffy is back, carrot cake is served, and order is restored. That's right. And uh, the family unit is, uh, is whole again. Finally, and uh, and that's uh, yeah. They're all really happy. They're all really happy. I love a happy ending. Well, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I mean, it does still end on a on a bit of a a cliffhanger because uh, you know, obviously, they're back and they're a unit and they're united. Um, but they do then get uh, sucked into a big black hole and uh, and are really like truly lost. And it ends, you know, on that kind of now we're really fucked kind of look between them. And then, you know, it's obviously set up for, um, you know, an entire franchise of uh, space adventures. Which leads me nicely to my next question. 
Is there a sequel in the works? That's right. That that's absolutely right. We are uh, working through that um, three-story arc of the family, so we're mm. definitely moving on to uh, Lost in Space Jam Two, um, the far side of the world. Lost in Space Jam Two, the far side of the world. I have actually got a trailer of that, Mister Clump. Could we play it? Absolutely. Go for it. I'd love to I'd love to see this again. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go, listeners. This is Lost in Space Jam 2, The Far Side of the World by Ian Clump. In a world that's out of this world. Well, looks like it's time to head back to our hometown. Yeah, exactly. Take the next black hole up ahead. I'm pretty sure it's a shortcut. Wait a minute. What are we doing in the Caribbean? Oh boy, this sure is the far side of the world. Are there be ducks? America's favorite cartoon family and their duck family member as well are going to get into a whole lot of hilarious scrapes with Disney's other most famous. Is it Disney? No, it's the Looney Tunes. Disney? With Disney's other best and most famous franchise, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Please tell me it's not called the poop deck for the reason I think it is. Starring uh, Captain Jack Sparrow as Captain Jack Sparrow. I'm a pirate. (laughs) And Daddy DeVito as Elizabeth Swan. Oh, Mr. Turner, I'm so pleased you brought the sword to my father's house. Don't mind this duck on my head. He's just keeping in what he thinks is an eggworm. And Daffy Duck as himself. Hard to port in starboard. We're going to take these blighted landlubbers. Lost in Space Jam 2, the far side of the world. I cannot wait, Mr. Clump. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really taking the story into a new dimension there, you know, travelling them back in time uh, through that black hole, but it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Well, Mr. Clump, that brings us to the end of our interview today. Do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, I'd just, you know, like to say, um, you know, be joyous. Uh, you know, take real pleasure in all you do, and uh, all you do will be uh, pleasurable. All you do will be pleasurable. Thank you, Mr. Clump. Thank you very much, Martina. The Improvised Movie Director podcast featured Sabrina Luisi as Martina Minow with resident improvisers Vicky Hawley and Rory Vieira. With special thanks to this week's guest, Steve Tanner. The Improvised Movie Director podcast will be doing a live recording on the 31st of March at the Miller Pub. 
find out more, follow us at Improv Movie Pod on Instagram or Facebook. IMDP is produced and edited by Steve Tanner. Theme music by Matt Brown and Johnny Griffiths. Episode artwork by Marty Sears. The Improvised Movie Director podcast is a four foot one films production. Although it was a little cruder, kept talking about the Milky Way and my anus. <laughs> kept talking about the Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me go again.